Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. Let's break down all the future DCU projects that James Gunn just announced on Twitter. Hello, movie friends. DC Studios is coming back in a big way. Even though we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) They're back from the dead. They're they're back from being back. (laughs) But James Gunn announced in a really terrific video. I thought he he has so much passion about the comic books, and he seems like a really great pick for spearheading this entire endeavor by Warner Brothers getting him in Saffron. But he announced a huge slate of films out for release over the next few years. He's said that there's going to be an overarching story thread for the next 8 to 10 years over these DC projects. They're now being called DC Studios and the DCU, if I'm correct. So I'm actually really excited for this slate. This yeah, they really needed to get news. rid of that E. Yeah, get rid of that Even E. DCU, the hashtag is way easier What to was spell. the E in there? DC, DC Extended, extended Universe. Yeah, it's dumb. This is the universe. <laughs> so all these are projects that he announced will be taking place after the current projects that are um, in post-production are, are releasing and have been delayed for so long are coming out. So, of course, the Sh- Shazam will be releasing next. And then The Flash, which James Gunn, we all assumed, would be kind of a reset button for the DCU. And then, of course, Black Blue Beetle comes out next year. And then also Aquaman 2. So those four movies are 100% getting released in the next 12 months. Well, Shazam comes out very soon, right? Yeah, it comes yeah, out yeah, next month. the next movie that's coming out. Yeah. And I also took, before we get into it, I took a Twitter poll. Uh-huh. I made uh, four options. Did you ask which twenty was cooler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we want to see the results for that. I don't that. think you want to see the results. I don't results. think you want to see them. <laughs> I, don't twin could, is I don't think cooler. you could deal with it. I don't think you could deal with it. No, I probably couldn't. I'd probably be awake at night just looking in the mirror. I'd be looking in the mirror. <laughs> You'd shave your head. <laughs> You'd be like a total reset I'd on punch, yourself. I'd punch the mirror. <laughs> Nightcrawler style. Now, I, I asked Twitter, how excited are you to hear the DC film projects from James Gunn today? The options were ecstatic, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> meh, and should be cool. And so 34% said ecstatic, 13% said I don't give a fuck, 18% said meh, and 35% said should be cool. So that means that about 30% of people are just seem to have superhero, superhero fatigue. Yeah. Or DC fatigue. Or I think just superhero fatigue in general. It's possible. But saying I don't yeah. give a fucking meh, it's just like, yeah, I don't care. And also, it's pretty telling that, what, 35% are, only 35% are very excited. So DC even... But 70% are yeah. excited in general. Yeah, but they still, just 30 boys, 35% are like, yeah, kind of excited. Yeah. So DC has a lot of work to do. They need to win people over with their first few films. I don't. Expect, yeah, that's a great point. I think that's that's a good. I don't expect Shazam or Aquaman two to be that movie, but I expect the Fla- the Flash is clearly their most important film uh, coming out in the next few years because that's really going to be there's going to be a lot of talk around that film with all all the Ezra Miller drama and what exactly is going to happen after that film. So it's extremely important. But I suppose Gods and Monsters, Waller, Superman well, no, Legacy, so, so and Land. God- Gods and Monsters is the name of like the chapter. That's what they're calling it. Oh, gotcha. So oh, everything God, God. he announced, I believe, is chapter one, Gods and Monsters. So Gods and Monsters is huge. What's really going to be important is Superman and the Green Lantern projects. All right, but that's let's get into this plan. So it was announced in a video of James Gunn today, as well as we're getting some of this information from Collider. They had the scoop, it seems like. 
to get the first articles out there. So chapter one, Gods and Monsters, that's what James Gunn called it. I believe all these projects are in there unless I missed something else he said in the video. The first project that will be released in from this slate going forward is Creature Commandos. This is the first TV show to be released in the DCU. It is a seven-episode animated series based on DC Comics' team of the same name, written by James Gunn. They are a team put together by Amanda Waller and comprise some of DC's most monstrous characters. He's written the script for all seven episodes, like I said, which is already in production. And as Gunn underlines, the new animated DCU projects aim to feature voice cast members who will also play their characters in live action productions, which is really cool. I think that's a great idea to have that consistency with the voices and then also to have the same story thread be both in animation, live action, and also in video games. I think it's really smart to have that thorough that um, thread going throughout all the different forms of media they're making. Why don't you take off the next one, bro? I would love to. So next up, we have Waller, which will be an Amanda Waller, uh, not an origin film, but like a spinoff film. Rise. Rise of Waller. (laughs) (laughs) While Doom Patrol was unfortunately canceled, the series creator, Jeremy Carver, will join forces with Watchmen writer Crystal Henry to bring the Waller series to life. Starring Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, the series will serve as a direct follow-up to Peacemaker and feature characters from Gunn's previous DC series. That means Peacemaker and Suicide Squad will still be canon in the DCU, even after The Flash resets the multiverse. So this is a sign that there are still some really liked projects from the past DC um, DCEU, so they're going to maintain those properties, like Peacemaker, like Aquaman. I'm speaking specifically about Jason Momoa's Aquaman, and probably Shazam. Those are probably still going to be consistent through the DCU. Yeah, I believe in the video he said that Shazam especially just fits so in interconnectingly, interconnectedly with what they're going to do going forward. So I, I'm sure that the castings will stay the same for all those projects. Momoa possibly will probably remain as, as Aquaman, it seems like. We don't we haven't heard anything else. Well, he made that uh, questionable video last week saying he was very ex- excited after a meeting with Gunn. I bet you he's going to play two characters in <laughs> DCU. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. Next he's, re- up. he's replacing Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be playing himself and Amber Heard. Yeah. He's playing both. Just put a red wig on him. I mean, equally as attractive, if not more. Next up, we have Superman Legacy. This is going to be a big foundation of the DCU. Superman is questionably one of the most, unquestionably one of the most important heroes in the DC universe. So it's fitting that the first theatrical release of Gods and Monsters storyline will be Superman Legacy. So the other two, again, were TV series. Superman Legacy will be the first theatrical feature-length film. It's going to come out, they say, on July 11th, 2025. Which means Gunn's currently writing it, but I'm sure they have some ideas of who they're going to cast. They're probably in casting right now. It's probably been cast. They're just waiting to announce it. And they already have to be in pre-production for this film already if it's going to come out in two years. So although he hasn't decided, it hasn't been decided who's going to direct the project, whether it'll be Gunn or somebody else, we do know that it's in production and it will, it won't be another Superman origin story, even though the the movie will deal with the hero's double legacy as a Kryptonian and Earth's protector. So I like the idea of scrapping the origin story. We've seen it 17 times. So let's see what they got. And I'm curious to see who will be the director of this film and who will play Kal-El Clark Kent. If this film comes out in only two and a half years... I would say my guess is they've already cast Superman. And oftentimes casting announcements, they happen well after an actor or actress has been cast. This is just like they just wait to release the information publicly. So I'm I'm guessing they've already cast their Kal-El Superman, if it is Kal-El. 
So whoever that actor is, they have big shoes to fill. It's going to be probably the most important film after The Flash for the DCU going forward. And I like how James Gunn is heavily involved in the writing for to be like this co-CEO, but also writing a lot of the projects, I think is just really smart. Just letting him do his thing. The guy is clearly so passionate about these properties, about these characters, and he seems to be very excited and just very jazzed about having the opportunity. I, I've I've been reading online a lot of people are like disappointed, like, oh, no more Guardians movies. It's, it's going to be sad to have James Gunn not directing movies for a while, but it's like, this is my dream job for him. Imagine. He's, he's kind of in control of yeah. the strings of the entirety of DCU going forward. This, it's pretty cool. This has to be a dream come true for him. Absolutely. Next up, we have... Lanterns! Maybe they finally they'll be able to land the Green Lantern. So from the blackest nights of the Warren Brothers Discovery merger will come Lanterns, a series, fo- series focused on the two most beloved Green Lanterns in DC Comics history, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. The series draws inspiration from the detective series, HBO's True Detective, and will portray the Green Lanterns as space police officers investigating a dark crime that takes place on Earth, of course. They uncover a large mystery that involves the entirety of the DCU as well. So I think if they can nail Superman, they can nail Lanterns, I think they're going to be a strong footing and foundation going forward. Yeah, this sounds like a really interesting project, and it's clearly setting the stage for them to have feature film adaptations as well, maybe for each Lantern. And going forward, I'm sure we'll be be seeing team-up movies in the future, but... Clearly, they aren't rushing any team-ups. It's more like, let's get solo movies and solo TV series started about these characters. And I think it's a really smart idea to pair both the Green Lanterns, because there's always been so much debate about, like, which lantern do they pick? Fuck it! Who's it going to be? They're like, let's just go with both of them! This might be my most anticipated one of all of this entire list, because they haven't pulled it off yet. Yeah. If they can do it, it'd be really cool. And the Green Lantern powers is really fascinating, so it'll be be interesting to see who they get to showrun and produce that series. Next up, we have The Authority. Gunn is also actively working on a script for The Authority, a movie based on the controversial super team of the Wildstorm label. The Authority is a super team so concerned with saving the planet that they will often cross moral lines to get this done. Believing that the ends justify the means, the heroes of The Authority often act like villains. While The Authority was initially developed to be part of its own superhero universe, Gunn and Safran are bringing the Wildstorm characters into the DCU. So, I mean, it sounds like a bunch of anti-heroes, yeah. which I'm, I'm digging. Sounds, 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 sounds pretty cool, cool. yeah. Next I've up, never I've never heard of most of these things. Me neither, bro. <laughs> well, I heard of the lanterns. So you never heard of Superman? I said most of. <laughs> did I say all of did I say all of these? Next up we have another TV series called Paradise Lost. This is the final TV show currently in development at DC Studios. Paradise Lost is a political drama set in Themyscira, Wonder Woman's birthplace. Set years before Diana's birth, the series will explore the political disputes in Themyscira as different Amazons try to seize power for themselves. The show is expected to serve as an origin story of Themyscira itself and reveal how the Amazons created an all-women society hidden from the rest of the world. Oh, it sounds it sounds like it could be a Game of Thrones potential kind of series. That's what he kind of insinuated when, uh-huh. he, was, when he was talking that about. That would it. be a lot of fun because I love I I always loved that setting in that island. I thought it was a highlight of the first Wonder Woman film, and then I I liked how we got it a little bit of a number two, but I wanted it to be more of a heavily involved in the plot and story to going back there, and I thought it would have been cool to bring like Amazonian Amazonian warriors into the fight with her in. in the sequel, but we'll see. And it's going to be cool to see the origins of such a powerful society. 
Origins. Origins, the Misera. <laughs> the Brave and the Bold is the next project. So while Reeves is handling his Elseworlds version of the Batman, so Matt Reeves' Batman universe is going to be part of what James Gunn and Saffron are calling Elseworlds. So these are DC projects that aren't involved with the storyline that Saffron and Gunn are building. So they're going to be existing in their own world, and they will be called Elseworld projects. So Bat- the Batman safe is safe. So in the Batman sequel has officially been titled The Batman Part 2, which I am very excited about. We'll get to that in a second. And it won't be a part of canon for the DCU. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's called Elseworlds. And Bat- so <clears throat> Gunn and Saffron have announced that Gods and Monsters also includes The Brave and the Bold, which will be a movie focused on the extended Bat family. More specifically, the upcoming film will put Damian Wayne at the center of the action in a father-son story inspired by Grant Morrison's comic book run. The Brave and the Bold will also introduce a new star in the role of the Dark Knight. Robin is an assassin who Batman is constantly trying to get in line. So we're going to get a new Batman. I dig the idea of no more Bruce Wayne. Let's get another Batman, another person under the cowl. I like this idea. Yeah, and we haven't had Robin since Chris O'Donnell. Pulled off live action <laughs> that was, well, that was well enough. One. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he was just... I mean, doing, hey, he's just doing, kung, on, doing kung fu laundry. Sw- <laughs> that was intense. that was his best action scene. Kung fu laundry. The way he wrung out that sock with his foot. Who does laundry like that? And Alfred's just staring at him, bro. <laughs> I'm sure they got a dryer at Wayne Manor. It's not good enough, man. Don't worry, man. This is how I do it. Listen, watch me wring out this this sock. <laughs> but what's cool about this this uh. Brave and the Bold is, Gunn said it's gonna. there's going to be a Bat family, so we're going to get extended characters. Batgirl is definitely going to be involved. And I'm sure all these characters will have their own sub-stories that we'll see in the future. So I like the idea that we're going to have another Batman and that it's not going to be Robert Pattinson's Batman, which is what we've been saying we've wanted, not to have Pattinson go into the DCU. because And also, so the Joker part, the Joker 2, will also be an Elseworld project where it's not involved in the DCU in any way. So I like how Gunn and Saffron are like, you know what, these filmmakers and actors are doing a wonderful job with their world that they created, so let them do their thing, and we'll we'll stick to our thing. So we're definitely going to see another Joker, I'm sure, since we're getting another Batman. So we'd have three Jokers. We'll have at once? <laughs> at once. What, who's the other one? We got Barry Keoghan, and then we have Joaquin. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to have three Jokers at one time. But I like how they've introduced <laughs> a new terminology with Elseworlds to let people know, like, yo, who cares if we have, if we have three Jokers? It's going to happen. You're going to like it. And you're going to watch it. And you're going to fucking love it. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> but don't worry. This is not going to ruin the plans for Matt Reeves' trilogy. The next Batman film will come out October 3rd, 2025. So 2025 is going to be a huge year. If July we have... The Superman movie, and then October we have the Batman. 2. Wow, that's the two be heavy epic. hitters, as well as Gotham City's TV series, such as The Penguin, will be fine. Next up on this eight to ten year plan, what's his ten year plan? Don't die, <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy. Five year plan. <laughs> Booster Gold. Gunn and Saffron heard the clamors of the masses and are moving forward with a TV show about the fan favorite character, Booster Gold. The Booster Gold series will stick close to comic books and feature a loser who travels back in time and tries to become a superhero by using advanced technology as his power source. In the comic books, Booster Gold often teams up with Blue Beetle, which gives us hope for the character to remain in the DCU for the long run as well. 
It sounds like he's the Gilderoy Lockhart of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute poser. <laughs> Next up, we have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Expected to, be <clears throat> expected to be released two years after Superman Legacy, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow will explore a unique character version of Kara Zor-El, Kal-El's cousin. While Kal found a loving family on Earth, Kara floated through space in a destroyed fragment of Krypton, witnessing nothing but death and destruction. Inspired by Tom King's refreshing take on the beloved character, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, intends to show how different upbringings can give birth to very distinct heroes. And the final project that has been announced so far might be the most exciting and interesting is Swamp Thing. The last one announced for the Gods and Monsters chapter is Swamp Thing, which is based on DC's most iconic horror character. While there's little information about this movie, Saffron promised the story will investigate the dark origins origins of the character. How did he get in the swamp? <laughs> we have to find out. So fans should expect the DCU to draw inspiration from Alan Moore's beloved comic book run. Honestly, the swamp thing might be my most uh, exciting thing on the list. The more horror, the better. Yeah, because I love monsters, and the Swamp Thing obviously is heavily in, in influenced by the movie monsters that Universal made in in the 40s and 50s. So if it's a rated R horror movie, and it's part of the DCU Studios universe, like that sounds like really fun. I love monster movies, especially when they're graphic and dark. And so there's a lot of potential, especially with Alan Moore's writing and what he did with that storyline. So I'm very excited. I think that my favorite property on this list is Swamp Thing. I'm thinking Lanterns and Swamp Thing are my most excited. Obviously, you all know we love Superman and Batman, but like we've had 15, so we've had yeah. 15 of each. Let's yeah. get something we've, new. Let's try to see if they can pull off Lanterns. I think they're, that's why they're putting it so early. I'm intrigued by the new kind of Dark Knight not being Bruce Wayne, if that's what we're reading correctly. But this seems like a pretty solid little, you know, plan. Or not little plan. plan well, I'm sure he's have. Bruce Wayne. Well, they said it's a different different person under the Dark Knight. Oh, it's Dark Knight. Oh, is it? I don't think it's going to be Bruce. Oh, I thought I just read it as they're going to have a different actor playing the Dark Knight. Let me double check. Because, I mean, Damian Wayne is the Robin, so does that mean... So then the Batman... Okay, yeah, you're right. They just said yeah. a new star. Yeah, in the role of yeah, Dark you just Knight. misread it. Yeah. There's only one Batman... You know, it's just well, all, who the it's always Bruce who Wayne. Who the hell is Damian Wayne? He's his son. He's Bruce's son? So he's Bruce Wayne. So someone skimmed it. <laughs> so Damian Wayne is his son, and he's like a loose cannon assassin, and Bruce Wayne's trying to get him in line to be a hero, is what I gathered. No, Robin's the assassin uh -huh. that Batman tries to get in line. Yeah, it's Damian Wayne is Robin. His son's an assassin? Yeah. Hold on, let me... Damian Wayne... Sorry, guys. You know we're not as comic book people. Damian Wayne, also known as Damian Al Ghul, is a superhero appearing in comic books published by DC Comics. Yeah, he's Robin. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Okay. That sounds cool. He looks like a badass. That sounds pretty cool. He's like a killer. No way. That sounds fun. All right. Sorry about that. We, uh, again, we don't know much about the comics. Hey, I was right. I don't know if I've you just, were. I just watched Batman Begins over and over again. That's my problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Nolan's like, yeah, I'm not fucking with Robin. <laughs> it's but a hard, like, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> it's a hard character to pull off. It is. To have the Batman having a sidekick. You know what I mean? So it's, it's going to be difficult, but I, I'm sure that what I really took from this was that the problem that DC always had 
after Nolan's films and when they started pushing out more hero films, they didn't have leadership. They didn't have a vision going from thread to thread, from story to story. And it looks like what they have with Saffron and Gunn, two very passionate comic book fans who love the comics, who love these stories and want to do their best to craft good stories for audiences. Because he kept saying, he was saying, story is king. He said that a couple of times, story is king. And it looks like they're pushing that as opposed to let's just make as much money as possible, which has, I think, in the past been the direction of studios like this. So it looks like they they have two people who really care, and they're in charge. And The Rock was, what, was right. The hierarchy in the DCU has changed. <laughs> but, sorry, Black, definitely not Black Adam. Black Adam. Sorry, pal. Oh, wait, did I see Black Adam on this list? No, uh, I'm sorry. I feel bad, but... Don't feel bad. That yeah. guy's f- super fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, you can't wait he, every time. He waited 12 years to make that movie, and it just didn't turn out well. Yeah, well, I mean... He's still very he's still a cool guy, a very cool dude. We yeah. still like you a lot, Dwayne. Yeah. You're you're yeah. you're a cool dude. But I was right. If they did a better job with Black Adam, it would have been kept in. Yeah, because they're keeping the other characters in. So well, who knows? Maybe Black Adam still will be in the DCU going forward. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, we Shazam, I mean, this was Shazam, a, this is, Why not? This is an eight-year plan, though. <laughs> they're gonna wait another twelve years. Just stay enormously jacked, Dwayne, for another twelve years, and we'll get you in, pal. We'll get you in the game. All right, that wraps our reaction to the lineup of DCU that James Gunn and Peter Safran have come up with and was rolled out today. Thanks for tuning in. We have some great episodes for you this week. Monday was a lot of fun. What did we talk about, Anthony? I already forgot. We the talked, Last of Us the episode last of three. Us episode three. This is a good review. <laughs> and then Thursday we have Pulp Fiction. We're doing a three-hour review of that, so you do not want to miss Thursday's episode. Three hours. It was intense. It was awesome. We've been saving that bacon in the freezer for quite a while. We had to take a break. I saw it. So I'm long. like, Anthony's like, hey, what's the expiration date on that bacon? I'm like, let's open it up and cook it. <laughs> Threw it on the pan, had a great time. It was a delicious meal. Made a Kahuna burger out of it. Weekly chat tomorrow, and then you know, right back at you on Sunday with Sunday with a uh, movie news. Friday, we're gonna do an episode also on the film topic of humanity versus technology. We'll talk about our favorite films and analyze the use of technology versus humans as a thematic element in cinema history. And a lot more coming your way next week too. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.